When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, the word is out. I saw that guy. I saw that speech. This crazy Hamas uh, deputy chief. He retired, but he put out a very creepy message to uh, his followers all over the world. And a lot of folks have interpreted this as calling for jihad tomorrow. And uh, the NYPD, I understand, is on heightened alert. They're having basically everybody show up in uniform. There are a lot of people who don't wear uniforms. They're all going to be wearing uniforms tomorrow, and um, they'll be everywhere as, uh, you know, to protect us, uh, to deter. And uh, the message will be to the terrorists, say, don't mess with us. Don't come here. Uh, I hope nothing bad happens, right? I mean, we don't want anything bad to happen. But, uh, look, given the state of the world, it would, I would not be shocked, I guess. I would not be shocked, but we got to do everything we can uh, so that this does not happen. And it calls to mind that we don't have the luxury, we don't have the bandwidth, we don't have the time, we don't have the uh, nothing to uh, make our law enforcement or intelligence community woke in any way, shape, or form. you got to forget woke. It doesn't matter what the gender is or what the orientation is of your intelligence analyst. You know what matters? Do they speak Pashto? Okay? That's what matters. We want people who speak the language. Um we want people who are skilled and qualified. We don't want that lady. Uh, what's her name again? I saw a CIA commercial. A commercial for the CIA. They're trying to recruit people to join the CIA. And you know what she does? She runs around talking about how, how many disorders she has. And she runs around talking about how uh, she's, I don't know, trans, pans, pansgender, transgender. I forgot. It was one of those genders, one of those unique genders. Um, I mean, come on. It, this, this may have seemed stylish at one point. Stylish. That's actually a great line from a movie. Uh, Dirty Harry, Magnum Force. And, uh, they have Dirty Harry sit on the promotion board. And, uh, the, what's that girl's name from Cagney and Lacey? Tyne Daly walks in. She's like 25 years old. This little small thing, petite cop, and they want to promote her, or she's applying to be promoted to, uh, uh, chief detective and it comes out she's never worked in the detective bureau or anything like that but um, there's an initiative from the mayor that they will feminize all aspects of the police department this police department inspector callahan will embrace the values of the 20th century and callahan's leaning against the wall he says well isn't that stylish <laughs> i love it stylish we're still dealing with the same junk um, so that's, uh, something that we don't have the luxury. We don't have the time. We don't have the energy, right? I mean, nobody knew that better than quite frankly, the previous regime, um, the Trump regime and, uh, here in the city, Bloomberg and Kelly, right? No time for any of that stuff. I mean, just, just do the job, get the best people, whatever they look like. It doesn't matter if they speak Pashto. Pashto is a big language, I believe in Pakistan. And it's very helpful to have people around who speak that in Arabic and, you know, the NYPD at one point had more uh, Arabic speakers than all of the Central Intelligence Agency. The federal government is not a nimble uh, or organization, right? It's slow, plotting, bureaucratic, totally resistant to change. And 
they will subvert their political, um, well, their the political class. They will do anything they can to uh, be on their own program. And if it takes going with this woke stuff, they will, so they can do all the other stuff that they like. And we don't have the vaguest idea sometimes what that is. Donald Trump is under, hey, just real quick over in, a, uh, in Israel, uh, we are anticipating a ground invasion, right? Could happen at any time. Any military scholar will tell you that no matter how many bombs, and it does seem counterintuitive. I actually, ha- I know this is, uh, intellectually, I know it may, they, they tell me this makes sense, but it still doesn't make sense. That you can pound all day and all night, drop all the bombs in the world, but you still got to go in and invade. It, it, air power alone will not do the job. Air power is better. It's uh, safer. You don't, literally, you don't get your hands dirty, you know, but up close and personal things, really horrible things happen in war. It's one of the reasons why you want to avoid war. That's one of the reasons why, um, you, but you can't always avoid war, especially right now. You got to retaliate. You got to retaliation for a number of reasons, uh, punishment, deterrence. You don't want this to happen again. And, uh, you got to take out the bad guys who did it so they don't do it again. Are women and children going to get killed in war? Yes. And it's always happened. And it's one of the many reasons to hate war and to only do it when it's the last resort, when you have no other choice. And they had no other choice right here. Um, Trump is getting a hard time. What is his, what do they do this? <laughs> Man, they will not let him win. Uh, even when he wins. Uh, let's see. He said something about, uh, Hezbollah being smart. You know, our enemies are smart. A lot of our enemies are smart. A lot of them are stupid, but a lot of them are smart. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, actually. Uh, there, there's faux outrage about this because they've si- sliced and diced this little moment. He was speaking in West Palm Beach yesterday. I think we have this here. Uh, do me a favor. Cut 18, please. Cut 18. Wait, no, 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 no. That's the one where he's making fun of Biden. <laughs> That's good, too. Let's do uh, cut 19, please. Cut 19. I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine national defense people? And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north because that's the most vulnerable spot. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. The press doesn't like when they say, you know, I said that President Xi of China, 1.4 billion people, he controls it with an iron fist. I said, he's a very smart man. They killed me the next day. I said he was smart. What am I going to say? But Hezbollah, they're very smart. And they have a national defense minister or somebody saying, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack us from the north. So the following morning, they attacked. They might not have been doing it, but if you listen to this jerk, (laughs) you would attack from the north. Because he said, that's our weak spot. Whoever heard of officials saying on television that they hope the enemy doesn't attack in a certain area? Now, unless it's a con job. But you know what a con job is? You're waiting there ready. You want them if you want them. But they weren't ready. They weren't ready. You know, say what you want. Israel was not ready. This was a big surprise. This was a terrible thing that happened. They weren't ready. But if you wanted them to attack because you've got a million people there with guns and you're going to blast the hell, then you do exactly. But they didn't have that. They didn't have that. Uh, Is there a problem there? What's the problem? There's no problem, but it's Trump, and they're trying to get him no matter what he says. I think he said this the day he declared for uh, for president, all the way back when he came down that escalator. He says, our our adversaries, they're smart. Our people are not smart. They're not. 
And that's true. The political class, often they come and go. They don't know anything other than raising money, asking for money, spending money, but they don't really have any skill. They don't bring any skill to the table. Ask anybody who's been in politics for a long time, like uh, Kevin McCarthy. Hey, Kevin, what is it that you can do? What What are you good at? Well, he's been hanging around politics since the age of 20, and he can play that game. Um, has have things in Washington improved since Kevin was 20? When was Kevin 20? 40 years ago? 40-something years ago? Uh, no, they haven't. So um, he brings real skill, and you gotta you got to take your enemy seriously. Where's the sun suit? There is no greater danger than underestimating your opponent. Actually, that's according to Lao Tzu. Lao Tzu. Is that the same as Sun Tzu? Um, Tzu's view that the commander should stand. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> that's not undermining. They're saying, oh, now he's supporting. He's supporting our enemy. No, he's not. You have to take the enemy seriously. That's fine. They're all running around. Liz Cheney says he's they're trying to pretend that that is supporting Hamas. He was brutal about how bad they are and how much we love Israel. And that doesn't necessarily mean that BB is infallible. You know, if you work with anybody, you're going to know their strengths. You're going to know their weaknesses, right? Um, BB has never been kind of shy about telegraphing when he's pleased with the leader or not so pleased. He couldn't stand Obama. Uh, Biden, he knows, is a zero. Trump, he liked, but they had disagreements. Who remembers when we went after that General Sulmani? I think it was in, uh, I don't know, sometime when Pre- Trump was in office. And they killed the United States. We killed a guy who was a general in the Iranian Republican Guard, a really, really bad guy who was a known terrorist, unleashed havoc all over the place. Well, he was on a business trip to Iraq. And Trump told the story about how they were working with Israel and tracking this guy. And at the last minute, they changed their mind. Israel did. We have that one? We have that one ready to go? The one I just... Okay. Uh, this is also from last night, which is a really good speech, but they just... Man, they're um, they're going after him. Does this sound so terrible? Go ahead. This was much bigger than anybody, but we had to do it. He was going to blow up our... Blow up installations all over. Kill many people, many, many people, and wounded people beyond recognition. And... Israel was going to do this with us, and it was being planned and working on it for months, and now we had everything all set to go. And the night before it happened, I got a call that Israel will not be participating in this attack. Nobody's heard this story before, but I like to tell it to Club 47 because you've been so loyal and so beautiful. And I said... I said, uh, what does this mean? We're working on it with them. Why? They're not, they didn't tell us why, sir, but they're not doing it. This was a day before. I said, I don't like that. That's not good. I looked at one of my generals who's fantastic, a warrior. I'm telling you, we have unbelievable military, unbelievable warriors. Just not the guys you see on television. They're <laughs> real stiffs, real dopes. But these guys are warriors. They don't want to be on television. They want to win fights, okay? They want to win battles. And I said to him, General, what do you want to do? Sir, we can do whatever you'd like to do, sir. We can finish it ourselves, sir, if you'd like. I said, well, do we need them? Not at all, sir. I said, uh, so what do you want to do, General? Sir, we have it under control if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, we understand. Whatever you say, sir, is okay with us. I said, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
because what this guy did to our soldiers, what this guy did to so many people, including many civilians, including many of his own people, just blew him to pieces by the tens of thousands. Let's do it. And he came on in the plane, and we followed him right from the Situation Room. We followed the whole thing, and about 15 seconds later, it was all over, and we did it. But I'll never forget, I'll never forget that Bibi Netanyahu let us down. That was a very terrible thing, I will say that. And uh, so when I see uh, sometimes uh, the intelligence, you talk about the intelligence, or you talk about some of the things that went wrong over the last week, uh, they've got to straighten it out because they're fighting potentially a very big force. They're fighting potentially Iran. And when they have people saying the wrong things, everything they say is being digested by these people because they're vicious and they're smart. All right. Does that all make sense? So he's annoyed with Bibi. You got a good working. I got all, I, I got great relationships with all kind of people I work with. And every now and then they do something that makes me mad or I do something that makes them mad. And that's part of the story. That's okay. That's okay. We still no greater friend than um, the Trump administration, America under Trump's leadership uh, for Israel, for Bibi. And Bibi knows that. So they're now trying to spin this. And you've heard all week long, constantly a barrage of pro Israel. Uh, sentiments pro Israel, right? And anti six billion dollars for Iran from Trump. You know, we're, you know what's more important than words? What? Let's take a wild guess, right? What's more important? Right. You know, action, action. And with that, uh, cut. I'll be right back.